Welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast, a podcast designed for you with insights from fellow members as well as NFP and Partners Financial experts. Hi, welcome to the Partners Financial Podcast. I'm Kristen Bulat, and today I'm joined by the extraordinary Jeff Driscoll, who's here to talk to us about all things products. Specifically, Jeff is here wants to focus on a whole life insurance today. We heard a lot at the end of last year, at the end of 2021, about the 7702 changes. And so Jeff has come on the pod today to talk to us about what that really means, particularly in the world of whole life. And Jeff, as you know, whole life has always had a really strong sales. And you know, some of that is certainly because of captive agents, but I would say that a lot of it is because of the unique product design of the whole life insurance with the guaranteed cash values and non-guaranteed dividends. And you were telling me recently that 2020 is the year of whole life. So can you give us some insight into why you feel like that's the case? Yes. Um, Thanks, Kristen, for having me on. Um, I'd say the big reason is the impact of the 7702 changes on whole life pricing. The rate previously was hardwired at 4%, the guaranteed cash value rate. Uh, And that caused a lot of difficulty uh, for insurance companies to price whole life products in a low interest rate environment. As you recall, we were seeing, you know, some of the Tempeh products uh, causing a mech. So this change gave the insurance companies more flexibility in pricing whole life products. All product types needed to be adjusted for the new 7702 rates, but Whole Life in particular really had pricing options to consider. And it's really the combination of two regulatory changes, the non-forfeiture rates and the 7702 rate changes. So just quickly on both, the non-forfeiture rate is used to calculate the minimum cash values with a product. So that rate went from four and a half to 3.75 last year. That affects the values on paid-up additions, reduced paid-up, and extended term insurance. And for whole life, the maximum guaranteed interest rate of the product is based on the non-forfeiture rate. So Section 7702 minimum interest rate was reduced from 4% to 2% for new policies last year. 7702 calculations use the greater of the product's guaranteed rate or the minimum 7702 interest rate. So so you now have a range where products can fall between 2% and 3.75, whereas in the past, all whole life products were based on a 4% guaranteed rate. So the rate used makes for different impacts to premiums and face amounts. So now some products can be be designed to be better for accumulation focus, and some may be better for protection focus. Some carriers may choose to split the difference. So we'll see products that'll have niches because of the different guaranteed cash value rates. So when we had the 7702 changes launched, there was a lot of talk about how exciting it was because we were gonna be able to shove a lot more cash value into these whole life contracts. What you're saying just now, it sounds like maybe that's not quite the case. Can you kind of help me understand why people thought that and sort of what the reality of the situation is? Yeah, so so you're you're correct in that uh, if you're thinking of like per thousand of face amount at 2%, um, 
it's larger guaranteed premiums, larger guaranteed cash values, larger premium MEC limits, which is what you said, uh, but it's larger dividend sensitivity. But up at the high end at 3.75, in all of those categories, it's smaller. It's smaller MEC limits, smaller guaranteed premiums, smaller guaranteed cash values, and smaller dividend sensitivity. So you're correct. And that's just because having the money grow at 2% gives it a lot more volatility and growth overall than having it grow at 3.75. Right. It, it requires more premiums because you still need to endow at the end, which is what okay. whole life is famous for. All right. Well, that makes sense. So you have um, an overview of what the landscape of the different carriers looks like? Right. Because uh, when all the carriers were pricing, they, they couldn't see what the other carriers were doing, right? So they've come out, you know, for instance, New York Life uh, is using 3%, you know, guaranteed cash value rate. Penn is also using 3% on both their single life and survivorship whole life products. Guardian uses 2%. And then Mass Mutual, they're using four different rates for their six whole life products from 2% <laughs> on the whole life 10, two and a half on the whole life 15. They're using 3% for whole life 20, uh, pay to 65, and the whole life uh, high early cash value product. And then all the way up to 3.75 on their whole life 100 product. Um, so they're, they're really taking advantage of the, the different interest rate uh, capability. And then Northwestern, they're uh, a little bit different in that for their uh, pay to 100 product, they actually have two different products, one based on 2% and one based on 3%. And they've also filed uh, a 10 pay and a pay to 65 with higher guaranteed uh, rates, but those have not been released yet. So, you know, we'll see changes uh, coming uh, with whole life. Now that um, carriers have seen each other, we could see, you know, some repricings if they don't like where they fall competitively. So that sounds like all of those potential changes and ability to reprice and use 800 different rates for 800 different products. Sounds like it's going to make really figuring out which whole life product and doing comparisons a lot more challenging. We feel like we're falling into the realm of apples and oranges almost rather than, you know, which shade of red of apple do you want? So can you, does it seem like it's going to be more compare, confusing to compare products? Um, it will be. It, it'll take some education for everyone to, to get used to, um, you know, that the products will have different guaranteed rates and they're better for different types of solves. Um, and and uh, why that's so. Um, so it uh, but, you know, in the end, um, I think. You know, you'll see uh, the best way to compare products is, you know, to look at the IRRs, whether it's, you know, for the cash surrender value or the death benefit. Um, but it will be more confusing because now you have products with different premiums, the different uh, death benefit amounts. Uh, you'll see, you know, uh, paid up additions being used, blending being utilized. So it'll still, you know, require understanding all that, but looking at the IRRs will, will sort of help help you, uh, you know, with, with the goal you're trying to reach. And then, 
you know, Penn Mutual and New York Life, they've had whole life with target premiums. Uh, but now Mass Mutual's new whole life portfolio also has target premiums. So they'll be basing their commissions off the target premium. So that uh, obviously that's another factor to be compared to. What if, what if you're looking for a policy that has income solves? So, uh, so that's where you have to understand the mechanics behind the loans of, of whole life products. And uh, we created a document uh, that describes the impact of policy loans on dividend scales. Uh, you can find that document in our resource center um, on our website. It's under the whole life section. And so just as uh, folks understand that you can have a bit of an arbitrage on index UL products, so too can you have that uh, with whole life products. Um, and an added wrinkle is that many whole life products uh, offer variable loan rates that can fluctuate over time. So how well these products perform on income solves, you know, um, you know, you have to see what or, or plan for whether or not the variable loan interest rates will increase. Um, and one, one feature that um, you can utilize is in the illustration software, you can always stress test this aspect uh, and we recommend that you do. You can actually go into the software and, and put in a higher variable loan rate, and just as you can go in and illustrate a, a lower dividend rate too. So, you know, just to see the impact of, you know, 50 basis points or 100 basis point increase in the loan rate, uh, the variable loan rate, um, you know, so you're not surprised and your, your clients aren't surprised. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of sales in which whole life makes sense. You know, we were just talking about income solves and the ability to use guaranteed cash values and, and solve for income is really an appealing strategy for a lot of people, particularly as we're considering the possibility of increased individual income tax rates. But I wonder how um, a rising interest rate environment would impact whole life and in those different sales strategies. Um, yeah, I think, you know, that, you know, in the future that, you know, remains to be seen, but, you know, the, the one nice thing about, you know, whole life is, you know, the, the dividend rate is, uh, is already declared for this year. Right. So, um, so whole life, you know, for the right client makes a, a lot of sense, right. You, you have the guaranteed cash value and you have the upside due to the, the dividends. So, um, and it's less volatile than a variable UL and, and even an IUL. And even though the dividends, you know, have decreased some over time, you know, for some clients, they like that's that stability. Um, so yeah, it, it is is attractive for a lot of clients. And then, you know, with a rising interest rate environment, you know, your first instinct and even mine is to think that whole life will be slow to react because, you know, these products are, based on a general account portfolio that uses a portfolio rate. So it'll be slow for, you know, that portfolio rate to catch up with, you know, new money rates. Um, however, it's really hard to predict uh, how dividend rates will be declared by carriers because, you know, they can support the dividends with uh, their surplus and or profits from other divisions of the company which are taking advantage of the uh, rising interest rate environment. So, um, you know, I, I don't think you should, you know, 
rule out whole life just because it's a, a, a rising interest rate environment. Uh, I think the the carriers are are prepared for that, um, and uh, you know that that their uh, profit in the other areas can be funneled over to support a continued or even an increased dividend rate. So, you know, I I I, I think my first instinct would would be to think that they'll be slow to react, but um, you know they know how to manage uh, you know that interest rate environment. <laughs> They've been doing it for a long time. They have, they have indeed, longer than IULs for sure, right? Right. Um, what about in the premium finance space? We like to use whole life in premium finance because it, when you're looking at the cash value for collateral, banks like the guaranteed cash value. So do you think that we're going to see a, a pullback of using whole life in premium finance as interest rates go up, or do you have the sense that it's going to continue? I, I have a sense it's going to continue. Uh, even if interest rates increase, I believe you'll still see the spread necessary for this to look uh, attractive, especially when compared to like a non-financed option. Uh, because, um, you know, because of this, insurance companies will take advantage of the rising interest rates in other investments. So um, the new 7702 rates allow for larger premiums, right, to be paid into the policy and still avoiding a mech. So, um, you know, the thing about selling life insurance is that you deal with the situation you have now, right? So the interest rates appear to, you know, to be rising uh, in the near future, but it won't be so high this year to impact the attractiveness of premium financing and the dividend rates have already been declared for this year. So um, now what things look like in 2023 and beyond well, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> we will indeed. Although if you could tell the future, I'm sure you'd come on the podcast and tell us what's going to happen, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you talking us through the sort of changes in the evolution we can, we're seeing in whole life and how we can see it continue to evolve, whether interest rates stay where they are or they start to really kind of dramatically tick up. So I appreciate your time today. All right. Thank you, Kristen.